Hey guys, I'm Soumya. Welcome back to the Digital Designer Show along with my co-host Shivam. Hello guys, welcome back to our show, the Digital Designer Show. Myself Shivam and once Picasso said, every child is an artist. The problem is how to remain an artist once we grow up. And how can I forget once my aunt said, simplicity is soul of beauty. So today we have a very very special guest with us, extreme simple with very beautiful soul and great did. She completed her medical studies from Chennai Tamil Nadu, shifted to UK, completed her MRCP, she works for NHS Health Service of UK and practice pediatrician and she is extreme loving down to earth simple and humble with great experience and expertise of around 30 years in child care and development world say god gives life through parents but she has given several life to premature babies by treating them and taking care of them she is a great at counseling and deep experience in child psychology it's my great pleasure to invite her dr jayanti murli we are obliged that we are able to get uh, you your time ma'am welcome Wonderful. to the digital designer Wonderful. show thank you so much uh, shivaman sarmia and uh, pradeep as well i am flattered to be asked and uh, thank you for that fantastic introduction i'm glad to be here that's great ma'am uh, everyone has a story ma'am as we say always this one we want to know your journey till now and how you got into uh, you know child uh, because i feel there are two great things in this you know most beautiful thing in this world one is a child and one is a mother these two beautiful thing which are created by god because a woman when she becomes a mother irrespective of what maybe she try to protect her child and similarly a child either if it is a child of a you know human or it is a, of animal or mm-hmm. any child even if it is a child of a bird it's this is cute and so lovely to see them so how was your journey till now how you lived this life uh, till now and and we want to listen from you ma'am please sure absolutely um it is so true that the beauty we are all born with the love for beauty the love for justice the love for truth it doesn't have to be instilled in us but um as as a child i grew up as a middle child of three in the family and uh, i've had such a wonderful childhood i grew up wanting nothing uh, really there was everything i was provided for looking back at my life and and uh, it it was due to the sacrifice of my parents which i realize now but at that time life was just absolutely wonderful and uh, um we moved quite a lot um every two years i was in a different school i made a lot of friends but i would say in the western world that kind of movement is uh, perceived as something that's given an unstable background for a child but you know like we are going to discuss in, uh, just now everything that you grew up as makes you who you are so i find myself have uh, no particular loyalty to a house um any four walls and a roof will do wherever i am i i just set roots very quickly and make friends very quickly and that might be due to the way i grew up i never knew a different life so i didn't know that you know some people actually live in their house all their life first 20 30 years of their life or even longer i didn't know that as a child and for me it was an exciting adventure to make friends every time <laughs> so uh, that was my childhood and, and i re- really enjoyed it and uh, the longest i would say was my university days of 6 years 5 years and, and an internship was the time uh, up until my 24 years of life that's the longest i've stayed in one city so um that also gave me much more deeper friendship and I've, since i moved here to uk i've lived along different cities before i have settled down in in uh, in one place now for about 10 years and uh, it it's been a, a blessing of a life and uh, i've i've been married for 20 years i have a daughter and over a period of time you know you I've always been told I'm a bit more mature for my age at every age <laughs> but uh, that was more emotional and uh, abstract kind of maturity rather than uh, intellectual part of it which was 
on par with my age, uh, I hope, <laughs> you know. So, um, and I separated from my husband about 10 years ago. Uh, and I, my daughter was then 15 years of age in her teenage years. That experience in life gave me a lot more understanding of parenting. You, one begins to uh, look very, very specifically at how a mother reacts, a father reacts, what it does to a child and the, the school and whole lot. Um, so I've had a lot of time to reflect, uh, to go through and reflect uh, and help others in similar situation or even uh, as a child when they are bringing up a one-year-old, two-year-old as a family as well. Um, yeah, so I've lived a very blessed life. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's really a wonderful journey till now. And, uh, and, and as you said, like, you know, the child uh, upbringing matters a lot in one point and, and that was very true. And we would love to know your experience and you know your your knowledge are based on this so that the listeners can take it in their own life my first thing will be as you've been in 30 years by taking care of childs and understanding them uh, my first question will be like why it is very important for every parents to understand and know about child psychology and what are the drawbacks you see you know usually parents when parents ignore it Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, it is um, when you think of a human as a baby, then it's born. We, if we look at it to say, when does the learning start? When do you become, you know, how do you become the person that you are as an adult? The learning actually starts antenatal. Some people call it prenatal. When you're inside as a fetus, that's where the learning starts. And then perinatal soon after you are born when you are still very dependent uh, very much dependent for survival on your parents and then there's uh, different stages of childhood so the formative years uh, make you the person that you are so a lot of us are not quite aware of it in in some sense how much the fetus can learn of course we have seen in in the spiritual world as in hindus and christians and and i think muslims as well will uh, also uh, there are lots of stories where a parent talks to the child in the womb and how that shapes the child's behavior so not giving too much emphasis on that but to know that the child can hear you and feel you as a fetus is important and uh, soon after uh, how you interact with the child some of it is nature some of it is nurture and the one that we can have a handle on is nurture and being aware that this experience is what deeply affects their future both physical um, cognitive emotional and social development you know uh, it involves all of this in the first eight years of a child's life what you how you interact with them their everyday experience makes the person that they are so it's a very privileged position for a parent or any carer who's looking after a child uh, to be shaping that human being of the future sometimes when parents don't realize that it they don't understand the child's behavior as an adult or as a teenager they don't understand they don't get it i didn't raise you like this you know we think like that and how, where did that come from mom never did it dad never did it where did that come from but if you actually analyze yourself later um, uh, as a, how your behavior was even a two-year-old three-year-old will understand the anger will understand uh, animosity will understand they may not express it but they understand what's going on at home and they adapt quickly to that and they no manipulation when they see it and they learn from it if we are not aware of it then that's what we are making so it is important for for parents and anyone who's raising a child to know how every word they say every act that is every experience the child is given makes them the person in the future correct 
and uh, and I, I totally agree with you also because when we went to uh, like when we go for army interviews you know officers interview and defense especially mm-hmm. there is a test which is known as psychological test which happens which is very you know tough type yes. of test yeah. and it was actually designed by britishers uh, you know long back before the mm-hmm. uh, before the independence uh, mm-hmm. ssb which psychology you know tat tat thermal appreciation test and picture perception test these are been done and yeah. once i found the interviewer and the psychologist said that the most of the psychological development whether the guy will be courageous in his mm-hmm. future time or he will be you know uh, whether he will just back off in the hour of need from the battlefield these all psychologies are actually mm-hmm. engraved in very small age you know mm-hmm. from very small age for example if if parents say that uh, on a small thing lie to your mom that you know i was going out and i was late because of something else this mm-hmm. lying capability will be grown from the child age uh, am i correct ma'am very very true you know people think that you teach them i oh i taught them right and wrong from the beginning you might tell them lying is wrong but if you lie you know people are kind of call off sick because they want to watch a match or something and they don't think of it as a big deal you know they, they talk about it in front of children saying um, oh i'm i'm i've called in sick today so i can watch the match everybody's in the pub doing it and that is a way of teaching your child they most parents don't recognize it as that's what they're doing but they can they can repeatedly tell till cows come home don't lie don't manipulate don't do this don't argue respect if you don't respect others if they don't see you respect then they won't just words are not enough exactly because action speaks mm. more than words it does too yes it does too yeah uh, so ma'am like you know how a children uh, how children shape their own development you know from childhood and mm-hmm. for like for example if we take example of primary school student what type of environment is best for learning for them uh, like you know is authoritative or emotionally supportive and how it is different from a youth and how the you know different phase of life how a parenting should be done you can tell with your own experience like you know own examples of your mm-hmm. own life examples sure absolutely you know the the every experience the child goes through it's like a their brain is like a blank sheet when they are born and from the moment they are born we are making lines in it and making drawings in it some are beautiful some are ugly some are hurtful some are not so that's what we are doing the brain is adapting is learning is learning is learning every time and the most of the learning and the being the behavior is done by the time they are 7 or 8 years of age so that's in the primary school age so every phase of life they seem to be going through this and uh, when nila my daughter's name is nila and and when we were uh, to, together we are we have mom khadad and i and uh, as a family we've always been very social and it, it we found ourselves very easily we make friends and we will go the extra mile for our friendship anytime uh, so that's how she has be she has been as well but she's she's been an only child and uh, so socializing was important for her but on the other hand it became the norm uh, for her so i can remember one other times when uh, we were at a um, on a on a weekend so we were visiting somebody somebody's birthday and then we went to a park and then we were on our way home and she was very um like oh mom do we have to go home and i said yeah we've had fun we've had a wonderful day haven't we you know we did this this is da 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 and then she went well i don't want to go home I said, what do you mean you don't want to go home? I said, well, I just, you know, can we go to somebody else's house? You've been to three different places already today uh, and it's time to go home. And she was like, no, and she was binging and moaning. I said, okay. I stopped the car and said, ask her to get out. She is about five years now. I asked her to get out of the car. And she was like, oh, why are you coming? Where, whose house are we going? No, we are going to, we, I, we are not going anywhere. You are going. See, all those houses there, there are loads of children in that. So you can go and knock on somebody's door and visit them because I'm tired now of having visiting anybody. Now it's time for us to sit and relax and be ourselves at our home. And she was like, no, I don't want to do that. 
I thought, okay, shall we go home? No, I don't want to do that. Then I said, okay, please get out of the car. And said, I, I'm, I'm not uh, getting, I'm not moving till you get out of the car. So she got out of the car and I closed the door and she started crying on the pavement. And I was, um, it, it was very, very difficult as a parent for me to do that. I wasn't angry at her. I just wanted her to know there is a time for play. There is a time for quiet relaxation and there is a time to be just us as family. I wasn't angry at her, but I needed to know that she, for her to learn, there is a place of safety that we we go to after. So she was still crying when I pretended to move the car. So and then she was crying loudly. So I stopped and I asked her to get back in, and then gave her the lecture. I've always given lectures, as in you know. Uh, Time and again, different times to understand what I'm trying to do, what she will, has to learn from that. And not as sit down in the next half an hour, but as a grown up, she, she kind of like, okay, Emma, I understand. Before even I start giving a lecture, she'll say, okay, Emma, I get it. Because she knows then. Even now she can remember that incident uh, as, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as, an, as an example of how discipline for me was important for her to know some people call it tough love as in you're tough in what decisions you're making your heart bleeds when you make the decision but you know you're doing it for their good and uh, learning uh, takes that uh, amount and for a school environment if you go under there there's sometimes we kind of when we send the children to school we think it's the teacher's responsibility it's the uh, everyone in the management responsibility to shape but if you think about it after waking hours they spend so much of their time it's at school when they are in school age so an hour before they go to school and then when they come back and an hour and a half or something eating and they are tired and they want to sleep that's all the time they spend with us the school environment is their learning experience now so it is important i feel that the parents interact with the teachers quite closely it is not um okay what happens at school happens at school it's it's out of my control it's not you still have a a supportive uh, uh, environment as in when when the child comes back and says oh the teacher said this or the teacher said that you have to balance it to see whether that's right for your child or not. If you don't, then if you don't feel that, then you have to speak to the teacher to figure out what context that happened and not fully take the teacher's word, not fully take the child's word for it because it has to be in an environment of discipline. And that discipline, if we don't give the child then, it becomes really, really hard as they don't have self-control they don't have respect for either parent or the author, any authority figures as an older child. And they don't even know what's appropriate or inappropriate behavior as a, as a teenager, as an, as an adult. And they become so uh, selfish. In, in Most children are selfish. That's the way we are all designed. And as they grow older and older, they kind of lose that selfishness and become self-aware so we are the team the teacher and us helping that child in becoming that you should know yourself at the same time you should know your position in the space around you with the people around you and all of that looks very theoretical for it to happen but in practice what do you do is with that you have a handle on the situation you don't kind of tell the teacher off in front of the child and and you don't kind of agree with the child and and uh, all the time so you have to have a balance and both mom and dad and the teacher we all play a role and we all have to work together at home in these formative years it could be that the mom and dad have slightly different views and it's good to, it's good you have to compliment each other you know that's a good cop mm, and the bad cop kind of example works mm. sometimes the dad's the fun guy and, and mom's the oh have you done your homework person uh, 
but if the only thing is it has to be always changing you can't always be the good one person be the good cop and always the other person be the bad cop then there is no balance so when they know mom and dad don't contradict each other then that's the strong foundation that you can give they don't you can't bounce one against the other you can't manipulate one against the other because we are a team we are together as a family and this is how it works you may not like what mom says you may not like what dad says but you agree behind the child's uh, environment whether i like it or not we're going to do this for the child television time or ipod time or whatever that that may be play time or even clothes choice of clothes and who's um, which social event to go to there's so many decisions to make so working together having a discipline giving the love but not ever ever letting go of the respect for the child uh, and and uh, the teachers works works very well uh, in the formative years oh absolutely ma'am uh, as you as you mentioned about the school life of a child and the things mm-hmm. they were going through and uh, that time was a crucial time for a child and personally i have uh, i have been in a dark place in that time of period because i have been bullying uh, in mm-hmm. my school days and um personally uh, it was just so dark and devastating moment for a child i can mm-hmm. say that and uh, it's uh, psychologically and physically and mentally it affects the mm-hmm. child uh, so i just want to know from you ma'am how mm-hmm. bullying or sexual harassment affects uh, the psychology of a child and how parents should um, react to that or um, take care of their child um it's a very important uh, subject and phase in in child's life you know and uh, it also borders on how do we know the child is unhappy uh, as in either clinical depression or uh, as as a, uh, some places that child doesn't want to go or doesn't want to talk about because not all children are expressive of what they feel you know i'm i'm very sorry that you had to go through that kind of schooling uh, and it's not a unique experience it's very common experience it is up to us and the teachers to know and nurture the stage of strength in the child not every child is uh, able to deal with it the way the parent would expect to you know if there's the parent where an extrovert and, and a very strong uh, personality the child doesn't necessarily mean the child will could be an introvert or a, uh, a shy person or uh, someone who is not as uh, built in hardwired to be as courageous so how do you provide that kind of place of safety in them for them to be one with you is to firstly to know that such a thing is happening and not every child will tell you outright what we want to look out for is uh, on an everyday basis to kind of talk to them it may not happen every day but 3 out of 7 days is good to say what was it that made them really happy at school what was it that made them really sad at school which one you know is people talk about oh he, which is your favorite teacher yes we do but then we never go on to find out why that person is that person is favorite or the person is not so what you're looking for so this is this should be a daily conversation for any child but on the other hand if you are thinking about the bullying that's happening or the unhappiness or in any kind of abuse that is happening outside of your home uh, you are looking for signs when you have this everyday conversation where there is a subject they don't want to talk about there is a person they don't want to talk about or there is a change in behavior when you bring about that kind of conversation those kind of things is what you're looking for and it's not easy to have direct questioning to them to say uh, so why do you you know what happened tell me that doesn't work they might just go quiet and you understand that they don't want to talk about it then but then you bring about that conversation at a later time 
when they feel happy when they feel settled when you cuddle with them at night you either reading books or or you're doing um, i w- i would normally do a bible verses with or a bible story with my child but you might be doing something similar and that is the time when they feel so safe with you is the time to bring up that conversation to say to say you know i i i see that you are so not so happy with that you know there is no secrets between mom and mom and child or dad and child for that case uh, there should be no secrets if anyone ask you to keep a secret you should tell them no between my parents and i we don't have secrets i'm sorry if you want to tell me something my the chances are my parents will know so that's how it works there is no secret and also not only telling them you have to tell them your secrets too the things that happened in your school or something like that you know something similar which you can relate to when when you did something naughty at school but you didn't want to tell your parents but at some point you have to because such a thing happened anything you know relate relate your childhood experience or your other child's experience or your cousins nieces whatever and say how good it is not to have the burden in your heart and nothing bad will come out of talking about it and even at that point if they don't want to talk about it you can still kind of say what will make it lesser of a difficulty for them what can you do that can change you know whether it is uh, talking or taking out to a different school or do you want to go to the same school as your brother or something you know what can you do that can make their life better you can word it in a way depending on the age of the child in several different forms so what is it that i can do to help you is is it keep it down to very very basics no leading questions very open ended questions so it allows them to bring about and say i wish i can box that might be the answer so why do you want to learn boxing that's a very interesting thing do you want to get physically stronger you can have the conversation in many different ways so um it is more exploring and us being open and uh, not giving the idea that you you are um going to home in on this person most people most children who are bullied or abused will the first thing they are afraid of is that this is going to come out in the open if i told my parent they are going to confront that person and make it all harder that's what they worry about so it is up to us to give that place of safety to say i won't do anything that is harmful for you that will make your life harder i want to make your life easier i want to make your life happier so that's it was more than saying it in words that's what we need to uh, show in action absolutely mm-hmm. so as we are talking about parents so mm-hmm. my parents uh, like after after their marriage uh, 10 years of their marriage i born and mm-hmm. uh, it was it was um, you know it was like they have got something really precious in their life and and they were mm-hmm. so protective of me and uh, i i will say over protective maybe mm-hmm. uh, because of that uh, in my childhood i was not allowed to um, play or go outside or roam around so that uh, eventually made me less confidence and that mm-hmm. less confidence um, totally mm-hmm. destroyed me sometimes and uh, mm-hmm. so should should parents overprotective that child or uh, or that overprotectiveness of the parents really affect the child mentality or, and mm, absolutely there, there's uh, there's no two things about be a child being overprotected can go either way sometimes it can be uh, like you are saying that uh, you lose confidence because you have always had your parents have always had your back and they've always sorted these things out and now that you're out in the world you are you find it harder but on the other hand it might also go that everything you want will happen should happen that's what it is you can become overconfident and arrogant in your behavior so there's lots of things that uh, being either overprotective or neglect or ignorance can affect your child in the way that you rare definitely overprotective overprotectiveness comes from the background of love and affection but it is still harmful for the child even if it comes from 
where it comes from so you could see you know i was uh, absolutely uh, i couldn't believe my eyes when children who were obese in this country in uk who uh, um, were not just overweight but were obese as in finding difficulty to walk in the primary school that age you know so they were uh, at one point told that the parents shouldn't be giving them packed lunches they should uh, eat at the uh, at the school dinners and these parents created a lot of us stood in the gates holding crisp packets and whatever on burgers in their hand through the gates uh, they were trying to reach their child to give this to them because they believed these children are being starved these children are not being kept happy that's what they believed and and it was really mind boggling to see how an adult can't see this how can you know leave alone a parent who clo- closely liaises with the child it's in the similar grounds with the emotional as well this is physical everybody can see this child needs to actually eat healthy food and not unhealthy food and do more physical activity to be a good uh, to be happy with themselves because those children can't play a physical activity that other children can do so you can see that visually and still they the parents weren't getting it uh, and it's in 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 that vein if you look at it the emotional behavior also uh, an overprotective parent for whatever reasons it may be an only child it may be a child after many uh, miscarriages or many years or even an adoptive child after so long uh, so it is in parents hand so much parents as in carers who who raise the child in so much uh, how we uh, make this person in future a character a, a behavior is uh, it is an investment we have to do good investment for it to reach uh, the the individual human beings own potential it is just so important how we do that and the overprotectiveness can be seen by other family clearly and actually been told off for it but on the other hand uh, the parent themselves will not have any such uh, insight into them so as a um husband as a wife as a aunt as a niece or anyone who sees this it's up to us to tell them this is what you feel you're not telling them how to parent your child but this is what you feel so they begin to all the time they may not agree with you but these things work on the mind and allow them to do that themselves yes agreed yeah. i have one uh, question here mm-hmm. one minute one minute who is that this is pradeep here oh my god here we have a surprise guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i am always hoovering around the digital designers <laughs> oh my god welcome pradeep <laughs> yeah so i have a question here like uh, mm-hmm. how can a parent um identify their kids talent and nurture them like how can they equip themselves to first identify what their child is good at and how can they uh, you know go about identifying is the question um it is watching them spending time with them that is that is the main if you have it to say in one uh, one liner that's what it is spending time with them it is you know some parents get involved so much in their work so that they can make enough money to provide but on the other hand what they are depriving of is the interaction the personal interaction with the child so it is to be aware that your time with your child is a two way thing what you observe in a child is what going to help you help the child so spending time with the child 
sometimes as an adult we have so many things going on it's not easy with a four or five year old to repetitive play at that age is very very high <laughs> you know they want to do the same thing over and over and over again and you get tired after some time so you have to learn to cope rather than learn to kind of say oh here's the tv or here's the uh, game game boy you just play with play with those and and then leave me alone let me go and finish this paper do this thing do that thing so i can then get my promotion so you're missing the boat of being with your child we have to learn how to us not get bored but at the same time learn what is the child's gift and talents if the child is very talkative then we are going to explore the possibility of that you know uh, uh, making those words much more sophisticated much more uh, uh, clear in their thought process so you are having a word play with them to encourage that if someone is very involved in craft like things then you know all the ch- ch- children learn at school how to do cut this cut this stick this together and whatever but when they are looking to do something uh, as a perfection then you learn it my daughter nila was very interested in in drawing and all children draw and uh, you know that that's a, that, that's something you see all the time and you see that as a as a passion it could be that's what i thought it could be something she'll do on the side but she continued to be even even in her maths homework she would have done the homework and finished all the sums but then she would have drawn line after each sum uh, and that one of those lines was a little bit crooked so she decided to tear off all those pages do all those sums again and get the line between the sums in a very straight line and that kind of completely threw me you know looking at her thinking what who wants to work out those sums all again or even copy it just because it's like a 2 mm um uh, crooked that line between the sums it's got nothing to do with mathematics but that's who she was so when you see that you see that this is a child who is a perfectionist who will take who has enough patience who will take enough time to make get that one thing correct never mind the whole concept of mathematics and getting the sums correct or not but that's what she will do so if you if i'm not sitting there with her seeing how she doing how is she doing her homework i'm not like sitting like a hawk and watching behind her back i am having my own um, book to read or whatever but any chatter going on the banter between you and the child all of that matters with what little things that matter to your child you it may not matter to you what matters to your child is what you're watching out for wow uh, the replay was uh, very apt <laughs> it stresses on the importance of how observative each of the parents should be because first uh, you uh, noted that you know uh, on the drawings she would be very uh, uh, on her sums she would make sure that the lines are straight mm-hmm. and to even see that you have to observe them and mm-hmm. uh, and you also mentioned that every child likes to draw and when that every child likes to do versus a specific talent my child has that mm-hmm. distinction mm-hmm. we have to we can find it out only by observing and so, also when she was erasing a whole page just to get the line straight some mm-hmm. parent might look at it as oh why is my child so obsessive mm-hmm. or you could also look at it as hey there's a talent there and mm-hmm. that is where i think the you know uh, a lot of self reflection and observation helps the parent to nurture the child very enlightening thank you mm-hmm. sure my hand it over to you <laughs> Absolutely Pradeep thanks and, a lot uh, yeah and uh, thanks for entering you gave us a surprise <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let, let me tell you guys uh, there is a secret like you know uh, actually uh, uh, dr jnt ma'am is actually the aunt of pradeep and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a secret i would have not revealed but uh, uh, yeah Dora it's good to see him it's good to have his interlude in between uh, as a surprise <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I, i now know he's keeping an eye on me <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you aunty dora has something to ask Uh, thank you pradeep uh, for asking about the special qualities of children uh, personally uh, in my school days i was a good artist and i used to paint a lot even i, I won a state level uh, championship but uh, because i already told that i was a overprotective child so my parents didn't uh, give me the chance to pursue it and then then music happened to me i was a guitarist and i am a guitarist i am learning every day i am a self taught artist i can say i have nobody uh, taught me art and nobody taught me music but then like i have done engineering Uh, to be very honest i never entered engineering and i just wanted to you know flew out of that space and just go and do something that i love to do and uh, speaking of uh, most of the indian parents they they are more concerned about the you know marks and and the rank holding uh, they always like maximum parents compare their children to others and when they they are scoring less mark uh, mm-hmm. parents used to compare their children to other students who got more marks so uh, i just want to know how that uh, comparison of children's uh, mentally and uh, psychologically affect a child Mm-hmm. um it is very true and and i grew up in that uh, atmosphere as well where um ranking meant so much and in uk schools there is no ranking uh, it, it is you, you do get scores you do have exams but there is no comparison of ranking you wouldn't uh, get a comparison between students until unless they want to do it themselves there is no ranking as such in in schools um it, it, there are plus and minus sides to it in you know there's I, it reminds me of a story of uh, chuck spindol i think uh, where all the animals in the forest were um having their own fun and they were doing their things and then there somebody thought you know wouldn't it be great if uh, an elephant thought it wouldn't it be great if i could also climb a tree like the monkey does so they all decided to teach each other their skills and uh, many many tired attempts at uh, a duck uh, learning to jump and uh, like a rabbit and they came back very very tired at the end of couple of days and then decided that they what they were doing was what they can do best and none of the uh, great swimming can be taught to another one who didn't have that talent so uh, obviously i am not saying it with a punchline but you get the gist and uh, it it is individually we are all different in some uh, ways as in what our talents are and if our parents don't recognize that and even when they do in a system where in in indian system particularly where there is so much competition where getting 90% is not enough getting 95% is not enough you have to get 98 point something percent to be even selected for uh, the uh, professional education where there is so much competition it is a plus and a minus and it is more how we deal with the system than saying that system is rubbish the system is required because there's if you have 1000 people who are qualified and you have only 200 seats to give there has to be some way of comparing and, and doing it so we have a higher population and there is a system in place which is not immediately going to change so there is a system change is necessary don't misunderstand me but that is not in individual parents hand what we can do while we are in the system as we are so that we can enable the child to be the person who might change the system after all we don't know that so we are pushing each child to achieve their own maximum uh, potential that's what we need to look at in the formative years we are focusing on them being strong them being uh, understanding of each other where their places them being confident and them as a be- as a human being we are character building and in the later years roughly around teenage years uh, in the upper school ages we are building them 
to be in the society and to deal with what we have now. Okay, you are fantastic at science, you are rubbish at art, you are rubbish at languages. But if you want to become whatever, you know, a, a lawyer or a professional course, your score has to reflect all that. So you don't put the burden on them, but you work with them. So how can I help you achieve a better score in the areas that you're weak on? I don't have to focus on science. You're fantastic at it already. So it is a continuing uh, interaction with your child and continuing uh, to see them as equal. So if you were put in that situation, how, how can you make that happen? You can't. So you can't expect your child to uh, absolutely be fantastic at everything. But there is a requirement to meet that target. So how can we work at it from now on? That's one way of looking at it. Another way of looking at it, India, although it's not the same as I grew up, I am 56 now, so my childhood years are long gone. And it has changed so much. It has given so much more opportunities. It is up to the parent again to see that there are more opportunities now than there were children. So it is not professional education is not the only uh, end all of everything. They can still shine so much in learning this. Well, so there are a lot of homework they have to do to see once they've identified the child's uh, talents in certain aspects. So yeah, okay, you can do music, but can you make money out of it? Is their question. Okay, you're good at music. Can you make money out of it? Do other people make money out of it? No. How could you... You know, they, if they don't see their child as great, then that child is not going to perceive themselves as great at their potential. So when you identify the potential, you, you have to do the homework as a parent to see how can I promote my child to have a living, make a living in this society and at the same time not let go of the God-given talent. How can, how can that satisfy both ends? So it is much harder in a creative world to make money within quotations, not for a luxurious living, for an everyday living. It is hard. So it's very difficult from a parent perspective to see. I had the same difficulty with, with Nila because she was into drawings and that was what she was great at. But I believed that you have to have science to understand the world, not necessarily become a doctor, like I am a doctor, her dad's a doctor. I don't I did not ever want her to be the doctor. I knew from from about she was 10, 11, that she's not going to I can we can make it in such a way, put tuitions in place, whatever. Yes, she can qualify, yes, she can go through medical school, medical school. She will be a mediocre doctor, but she will be a fantastic in the field of creation. She's got so much medicine, unfortunately, is not creation. It's not about creating new. It's about healing, what bringing it back to what it was. That's what it is. She had compassion. She had other qualities that required to be a doctor, but she wasn't. That wasn't her best thing. I want her to shine in the field that she would. And that's a field completely unknown to me. I took a year when she was still in year 11 to figure out what what are the things that she can do to be use her talent of drawing with her hands and, and uh, will it be architecture, will it be this, will it be that, will it make her, you know, so many things in, in, in there. So I had to do a, a year of research to figure out she doesn't, she's not going to shine in the Game Boy business, games, you know, those uh, visual ones. And because she is not inclined for cutthroat competition, she is a happy-go-lucky person. She will not fight her way through that. And uh, again, in, in the medical field, yes, she will make a mediocre doctor, but she will not be happy in that. So I have to figure out what she can do, which will make her happy as well as make her a living. She is now an animator. She is so good at her job. She's only 25. She's in a second level promotion already. It was not easy to make that decision, to allow her to do what she wanted to do and encourage her in that, in a field that I had no clue on. It was very, very hard going through that. If there was uncertainty in my, in my, by myself thinking, am I doing the right thing for her? That is always there. But, you know, you just keep on at it. And, uh, 
at one point she told me, mom, they are paying me to do the thing that I love. I can't believe it. That was her first salary. <laughs> and, and that's what she said. So, you know, it is to achieve that is 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 a hard journey for a parent but that's that's the job description exactly and uh, i i really liked one point when you said that uh, uh, whatever you do you know whatever you love you do but one time of point of time parents will ask whether you can earn from it or not mm-hmm. and uh, the second thing when, when you said that may not be the science you know uh, is not required for the creation whatever you know mm-hmm. your daughter Nela was doing but that is required there is a basic mm-hmm. thing which is required and to be at par of it you, you you're not going to be the expert in it you're not going mm-hmm. to be you know best out of it doesn't matter but you have to be at a certain level mm-hmm. and really I, mm-hmm. yeah i really like that point i wanted to ask one uh, very basic question which was like uh, when we see our parents like you know child is growing up and every you know uh, among them everyone have some bad habits the habits like you know drinking smoking i'm just stating view and there might be a lot of bad habits which uh though parents tries to few parents try to you know keep it within themselves but since you are staying in a you know boundary in a limited boundary mm-hmm. still they will see they will see a drinking they might think it is a coca-cola drinking or they might think as something else smoking if my parents are doing because parents are role model for the children when they are growing mm-hmm. up so if parents are doing that means it's a good thing so how to protect child mm-hmm. from uh, uh, any you know bad things been done Uh, mm-hmm. by parent like for example if father is drinking so how a mother can take care so that you know uh, she can protect her child especially for those persons this question is for where uh, one side of the part is not well aware of it but the other mm-hmm. side of part want to take care of the child in a best manner yes um that that is very important i think in in this day and age uh, it is very hard to get uh, two people thinking the same or working towards the same goal uh, in some sense the ego comes in between uh, if not the addiction to one or the other so uh, it, it is no easy task i tell you at the outright there is no easy solution but there are some basic things that we can do if you think about it the person is addicted or to either alcohol smoking whatever the gambling whatever that might be is because of their own childhood also they have grown to be dependent on something else outside of them so it is not that they are willingly doing this if you if you go deeper into their heart to ask will they be actually not want to be reliant on an external substance yes nobody wants to be they get into it without uh, realizing and then they are in it and it takes a lot of willpower to get out of it and one of those willpower the stimulation indication could be that you don't want your child in the same position so an overwhelming love and respect you have for your child can be a motivator for you to change from the way you are and the other part of the question that you were asking how how do you balance it when there is no balance when when mom and dad don't see eye to eye on something you know it could be anything it could be child rearing or it could be this addiction or the habit or the behavior how how do you balance it is the one with the more sense <laughs> if you like is it becomes their responsibility to to not shield the child as such but to explain the behavior and you only then hope for the best to explain the behavior of the parent why they are who how they are and uh, to not to disrespect because a person wholly is not defined by one behavior or one character it's not it you know it it is um, you know like mahatma gandhi said you hate the sin but not the sinner that has to come in so it is a bad habit doesn't make your dad or mom a bad person the habit is the bad thing It, the addiction is the bad thing the swearing is the bad thing but doesn't make that person uh, it is a very hard thing to do even as an adult between adults to understand that is not easy but 
it is the way it is so it is a difficult task when 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 the two sides of the bullock cart the two bulls don't pull along the same weight it becomes harder it is a roller coaster ride but you, what you could do is to uh, explain it to the child how how are you dealing with it how is the mom dealing with the drunkard or an alcoholic husband how is the dad dealing with the shopaholic wife for for you know to be contemporary here uh, how are they dealing with it you know so explaining that to them that it can be hard on the other person when you do this when you don't do this or whatever Just, uh, because this is all we are talking about as a as a in the teenage years maybe in the secondary school age that's when uh, we're talking but even at university it can be uh, something that you can talk to a child but in the formative years these things uh, are children have this protective glaze around them where they are so self-focused as long as they can get their own little toy and do whatever they wouldn't see uh, um, this as a life-changing thing having a deep and meaningful conversation won't work under under the age of eight yeah yeah exactly and uh there comes a part like you know if you have uh, you know any example which uh, like you might have insisted to someone and they've tried it uh, and or like you know your real life example or somewhere where uh, you you face particularly when you know the one of the parents was or you know i'm not only saying the bad thing as uh, only you know smoking drinking but also mm-hmm. some people some parents use curse words which mm-hmm. are very uh, you know harsh and bad in mm-hmm. front of a child and sometimes what happen the childs are very small they start using it when mm-hmm. they get angry and or, you know they get they are small because they don't know about it so mm-hmm. in your real life experience have you like you know ever gone through like you know have you insisted someone or uh, guided someone which really helped uh, because yeah Mm. It, it it is uh, in in that sense it's a hard thing this is where the uh, saying about the habit is wrong doesn't make the person wrong comes into play and uh, for in my personal experience it it would be not quite a habit but my husband cheated on my relationship and that's why we got divorced and and it was very hard for a teenager to uh, uh, you know she was 15 but she was a young 15 as in a mental age would have been much younger as in india not as growing up here as a child the child has to remain a child as long in their childhood years is one of my one of the things that i have learned you don't treat them as adults from young onwards no you treat them as a child so you always have this uh, ability to talk to them to say what you say carries more weight than what they think or what they say never mind they uh, they think of themselves as oh i'm a big boy now i'm a big girl now that that doesn't matter when someone as a young child when they say uh, as a 6 or 7 year old when they say oh, when a parent tells me that oh she won't let us watch when she's awake we have to watch only this uh, after she goes to sleep or he goes to sleep he won't let us do this he won't let us do that and i'm i'm kind of taking my time to talk to them saying there is no he or she won't let you you are the adult in this relationship you are the one who should be letting them it is all very convenient when they sit two hours three hours together in front of telly for you so you can get on with your cooking or with your uh, phone talking to a friends or whatever but then when you come back to wanting to discipline them it won't work because you haven't started with where you should so there is no child letting you do this that doesn't happen so in that same vein if you are talking about there was this uh, parent who was asking me about this dad always whenever he is looking after the child is always letting them watch this and this so when i say this he won't listen or he behaves with me this way and the and the child behaves with him that way and i don't know how to match the two so in those circumstances again you are the adult you are the one who's setting boundaries and whatever so even at the time if they don't seem to listen your children what you repetitively say matters 
what you repeatedly say, whether it's, even when you're disciplining them, when you're putting them to bed or whatever, you have to insist and say it out loud that you love your child. Your the child is worthwhile. The child is great, has a great potential. Those things you insist on, even like half an hour ago, you might have shouted at the child for something else, you know, or told them off for being, doing or whatever. And it doesn't matter. That is for that behavior. And now you are the mom and mom and the child or the dad and the child. So you have to be uh, always letting them know that you are looking out for them. Even when they are not asking, you are actually giving them some extra privilege saying that, oh, you asked me two days ago, I want you to have it now. And they know because that's how they know. They have to have in their heart that my dad or my mom will look up, will look after me. No matter they're shouting now or they don't like what I'm doing now or they're crying over something now, it doesn't matter. But they will, they always have my interest in their heart. They are some people who want more for me than I want more for myself, even more than myself. My mom wants this, my dad wants this. When there is no, uh, when there is disconnect between the mom and dad, the more sensible person carries more responsibility to still continue to instill the good things in them to say how swearing is wrong, is not right. Only people who don't have more vocabulary can continue to use this effing word all the time because they can't find another adjective in their brain. So that doesn't make your dad a bad person, but that's how he was brought up in the childhood. We can't, he can't do anything about it now. He can try, but you are a different person. You can be a different person when you're grown up. That's how we deal with it. Great. Uh, then ma'am, uh, like this may be, uh, like, you know, you had so many 30 years of experience. Can you tell one uh, great moment when you, you know, because you have been working with childs in China and I, I love child children. Mm-hmm. Uh, any one experience Like, you know, you love that experience when you met a baby or you saved someone. Just your uh, point of view, like, you know, when in this whole 30 years, one moment, it's very difficult to find. But if you can gather, oh, my God, this was a wonderful and experience. Um, It was there are several moments. It's difficult to choose because I feel so privileged to be uh, in a position where I can uh, have a third person objective. So there there was one time a friend of mine uh, who told me uh, when I was liaising with Nila for something, she was asking me something and then I was telling her, what part of no do you not understand? Sit me, sit down and tell me, what do you not understand about it? And I went on and I can't remember the exact incident and she this mother who who then had a two-year-old told me several years later that uh, that kind of gave her uh, the how to deal with the unruly child without getting angry and she said that moment changed the way she parent she started parenting with her own And I was, oh, that happened? I couldn't remember. I only remember her saying it to me. Uh, I couldn't remember. So she was overwhelmed with the way she saw me and Nila react in, in that manner that I can say this, what I said, I said it to her without being angry in a very calm manner and really looking like I want to understand what part of no that <laughs> she doesn't understand of course it didn't feel like that inside I'm sure but that's how it came across and she thought that was a life-changing parenting moment for her that's that's so sweet <laughs> so we'll, we'll, that's really sweet and we'll come to the last point and the most favorite uh, portion of her after the intro was uh, your message to parents youth hustler anyone mm-hmm. it's it not me might not be only for child psychology but anything your message for you have learned in this uh, you know time span of 56 years your message mm-hmm. to the listeners wow that's a great responsibility <laughs> there is each of us have so much to give and it is such a privilege to be able to influence another human being and that's what you get 
when you're rearing a child is that you have that opportunity to make this that one bit of the world in 20 years time is in your hands not in politicians not in your parents not in the money that you provide it's in your love and affection bottom line is love everything should be based on love that's my mantra <laughs> wow and uh, we we really learned lot of things like you know from the first if you say uh, the door door closing the car door closing when you <laughs> when your daughter wanted to go to meet more people but you said where you actually want you know don't want it to hurt or you're not angry but you want to instill the discipline that you know everything has a time and uh, the acting of you know parents as a good cop and a bad cop which was really a very great example like you can not everyone can be you know one guy can be only a bad cop but it has to be mixture it should be balanced and uh, and another very great point like you know when even you are uh, supporting your child so love is great but don't let go the respect because if respect is gone it will actually uh, decrease the uh, you know priority in, in the children like you know they will not respect you so they won't come to you for the uh, problems also then to know the your child because in you know, a daily basis because child are same like uh, you know animals they don't speak much they are not like you know this cannot understand animals words similarly we cannot understand small child word they let him so we have to speak to them we have to observe them basic talking we have to do ask silly questions like you know favorite teachers all that that was really nice point you gave the daily conversation mm-hmm. and the parents should not do overprotectiveness but the system education system cannot be so these are really a nice point and uh, and one point i really loved was repeatedly saying them that uh, how much you love them so that you know because it actually becomes a habit when you do something repeatedly and it was really great experience to know so many good points from uh, you ma'am like you know i am overwhelmed with it it's so amazing experience for us to uh, learn so much great thing you want to say something please <laughs> Oh thank you thank you for giving me this opportunity and I have tried my best to stay away uh, from my doctor point of view <laughs> and I think I've succeeded in that there's so much physiology that you can talk about but on the other hand it has been a, such a pleasure to share what I have to share and if any like you said if any one person is uh, um influenced by this in, in the right direction I am just absolutely grateful my heart is full of gratefulness thank you so guys hope you love this show next time we'll again meet with the new hot guest with new experiences and new stories we always love your support that inspire us to come up with new stories every time we also believe that everyone have a story in their life life worth learning from them life worth emotional to weep on them life worth growing with them and life with knowledge sharing from them if you have a similar story please reach out us in our instagram page and become a part of our family because every story matters for us every time because we love you guys thank you so much